streaming radio may really be kicking it. We've got a great example. Keith has an update on all kinds of things that are going on on some personnel changes. And if you must, a social media tip for radio and TV stations, but only if you really have to do it. So good morning. We are back with another episode of Media Insultant. We do our comments, opinions, and ideas, primarily targeting radio and TV sales professionals as well as management people, both in and out of the business. I'm Jackson Weaver in the Pacific Northwest outside of Seattle. My co-host, Keith Samuels, is down there in beautiful Los Angeles. Good morning, Jackson. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. We shouldn't say good morning. Didn't you have a consultant tell you we shouldn't say good morning? Shouldn't say good morning. You just say, hey. Okay. Let's start. Hey, Jackson, how are you? Hey, Keith, I'm good. I'm doing good too, buddy. I'm kicking it. (laughs) We'd like to, hey... Welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday, August 30th episode of Media Insultant. One of the problems of programmatic buying popped up this weekend, Keith, uh, while listening to an iHeart station to the Jet 95.7. Yeah. They ran a yeah. spot for O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, right. Good, good, good client. And the spot featured an air conditioning gas replacement product. I can't remember the brand, but you know it was the where you can refill and recharge your air conditioning on your car. Well, okay. that's great, except for one thing: you can't sell that stuff anymore. It's illegal. It was banned more than a year ago. And if you walk into O'Reilly's, which I actually did this year and asked for a recharge kit. They said, we can't sell them anymore. The government has prohibited us from selling them. So somehow in that tech stack that iHeart has put together, the programmatic program pulled the wrong spot, played it at the wrong time. But I guarantee you, O'Reilly paid for that spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, and they'll never know. They'll, they'll never, know. never know. That's yeah. right. Although and, I did you know, send it, the it, GM a note it, this morning. Oh, good. Well, you know, like he can do anything about it. You know? Yeah, well, good point. Yeah, that's... Yeah, because, you know, uh, that's Bob Pittman's uh, tech stack back there in, uh, in New York City. And, uh, you know, and Bob's on his jet somewhere and we can't fix it. So it is fun to listen because I listen to both. You know, I've got a big iHeart cluster here in L.A., full boat of stations. And, and I listen to their stream and, and, uh, and they're on air. And it is fun to, to go you know, I'm listening to the stream, and all of a sudden, how did that guy afford to buy that? Well, because the stream is really cheap. They're local. But then there's also some national stuff that comes through, and, and I just, I just, it just makes no sense. So, but hey, they're getting impressions. They're, 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 you know, they're over-delivering. That's right. That's right. It'll, it'll never catch up with them. All right, this uh, first lead story, uh, and I have to, in full disclosure, I put this radio station on the air back in 1989. KR2Y, it's a country station in San Jose in the Bay Area, and it turned into a very successful country station since then. I'm uh, not giving, taking credit for all of its success. I'll take a credit for a little bit of it. But anyway, it was sold to EMF this past year, and the format mm-hmm. flipped to contemporary Christian radio. But the licensee kept the format alive on a stream, and according to an article in Inside Radio. And through a fluke that I won't get into with Nielsen, methodology it showed up reported in the book i won't get into the details because it it doesn't matter but essentially krty which had been on the air and close to a nine and nine and a half share as a broadcast station 
came in as a stream-only station with a 4.8% share of the market, which I think is bravo for them. And it goes to show that streaming is going to be where the future of our business is going, with hybrid radio, with streaming only. Here's a radio station that that had a 4.8 share in the 32nd or 33rd largest market in the country, and it was streamed. They weren't encumbered by licenses. They weren't encumbered by the FCC requirements. They weren't encumbered by cash requirements. They simply ran a good radio station, and they streamed it, and it got that kind of a share. Now, Nielsen will never do this again, because Nielsen will not rate a stream-only station, no matter how much of the listening is. Okay, will- so, so for them, for the, you to show up in a, rating, a Nielsen rating book, as we used to call it, but in the service, they don't do a book anymore, you have to have an on-air signal and right. a stream. You can't just be a stream only. That's right. That's exactly okay. right. And, Got it. And, and so KRTY developed some real loyal listeners. There's no question about that. But, I, you know, it, it raises the question, you know, if you're a radio group, why are you paying, you know, if you're in L.A., why are you paying $350,000 a month to rent a transmitter site? You know? Yeah, yeah. But so, so if I'm if I'm streaming my radio station, I just have a streaming station, and there are a lot of famous streaming only stations around That's the country. Right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you're tracking your 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 listens your listeners, right? You you have a way to track how many people are, are listening to your stream, right? You do. It doesn't correlate to Nielsen data very well, but yes, you do. You you know how many how many listening minutes, how many listening hours, okay. how many sessions have begun? That kind of a cum. Not really a QM number, but it's close to a QM number. So yeah, you can you can track all of that. And there again, it's like we talked last week about the correlation between digital data and the traditional audience data: yeah, points, yeah. cost per thousand, rating uh, ratings that are standard in the radio and TV side. So I'm not saying it's going to it's going to blow away broadcast stations, but streaming is important. And if you've got a radio station, you're not streaming. You're in real trouble. Yes, definitely locally, and and you know, with uh, I'm not sure how the structure is set up at Odyssey and, and and iHeart and Cumulus, but it is dominated by national programmatic buying, and there is some local done in the you know markets where that's important, like LA. They're still doing local sales. They're putting local spots on their stream, um, but but basically what 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 we're seeing in that space is that you have these big national. You have Spotify. You've got Apple. Well, they don't sell commercials. You got Pandora and Spotify that that have commercial based tiers anyway for for streaming music. Right. And, right. And so now, if you're KRTY in, in San Jose and you're streaming, you're competing against those guys. And I I I gotta think that at that four share, that four almost a five share of of the audience in San Jose is a hell of a lot bigger than. The, the micro country stations that are on Spotify and Pandora and even Apple Apple Music get in that market. I, that's, a, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. And, and the, the thing that really is amazing is it's accurate because it's a PPM market. It's not a diary oh, yeah. market. It's, you know, it's not people filling in a diary. Well, uh, after 25 years with Cox, as you mentioned a week or so ago, uh, Keith Lawless, the market manager for Tampa and Houston, says, adios. What happened? Yeah. What's going on at Cox? We're seeing a lot of this with at Cox. What do you think is happening? Well, yeah, we're we're seeing some coming and goings, and and we and we don't normally see that uh, at at Cox Radio. Cox um, was sold. Um, well, Cox Television was sold to Apollo a couple of years ago. 
uh, separate from from the radio. And there's a lot of radio synergy with Cox Television and radio because they're in a lot of similar. There are a lot of same markets like Atlanta and Dayton and uh, where else they have TV? Jacksonville, maybe. Uh, any case, and they and they end up buying the radio group as well, or most of it anyway. Uh, uh, like last year, and we've seen some turnover at the top. We had Bill Hendrick that was running Cox Radio. Uh, after, uh, after Kim Guthrie retired, so we had Kim Guthrie, Bill Hendrick. Now Rob Babin is running Cox Radio. Rob's a very talented manager, good guy, but I'm be- I'm getting the sense that that Cox isn't the the dream place to work that it was a decade ago, certainly two decades ago, when Bob Neal was running it, and the and the, the Cox was just dominating their markets, well managed, solid management teams in place, great local company. Anyway, so now we're kind of seeing some stuff going on. I haven't talked to Keith about why he decided to leave after 25 years. He's a rising star at Cox. Uh, he rose up through the sales ranks in Tampa, ended up being the market manager in Tampa. Then when, when Houston needed a manager after a retirement, they gave it to Keith, which tells me they wanted to save money. And let's put a manager who can fly two hours across the Gulf of Mexico to cover the market for us. And... Uh, I, I'm just getting the sense that it, it's kind of like Cox isn't what it used to be, and and and, and Keith, you know, is a real sensitive guy. I mean, he's a, a great people guy, he's a great people manager, and I'm sure he's feeling like you know what, it's not what it what it used to be. The company's going to get sold again. The company's being shopped, and you know what, I don't like this travel thing as much. That's what I'm speculating, and that he just kind of said, uh, you know what, I, I I have I've had a great run. I'm going to take a break. Yep, and you know, I think it's it's really hard to get a guy like that who's done this for a long time, and it's it's just it gets to be a burden. You're managing in a flat revenue environment. The share competition, particularly in uh, in iHeart markets, is like it's never been before. You know, you're selling the same rates you were selling ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, you can't yeah, hire well, anybody competent. Yeah, uh, it just it gets yeah. it just is. And then the recession's coming. The stations are in all likelihood going to be sold. So you go through the whole thing again. And I'm sure he just looked at it and said, you know, there's almost a, there are a lot of easier ways to make a decent living in this ain't one. Now. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he might. And so, I, you know, I hope he resurfaces. It's interesting. But, you know, there was another story, a reverse, where Cox ended up hiring somebody last week. And, and this we were talking, you know, in our show a week ago about the Odyssey layoffs. Well, in Los Angeles, Odyssey, formerly Intercom, acquired the CBS cluster here in L.A., put it under the Intercom umbrella, then they changed their name to Odyssey. And all through that time, the program director at, at their big news, news station here in L.A., KNX News Radio, now it's KNX FM, <laughs> where I used to work when it was a music station, but they put the station on FM now. And Ken Charles was the PD of that station. And exactly... Uh, he, he, he got a job last week as the program director and brand manager overseeing Cox's WSB news talk station in Atlanta. WSB stands for Welcome South, brother, and it is a legendary news talk station in Atlanta. Big numbers. I think they're on now on AM and FM. If it's news in, in the southeast and certainly in Georgia and certainly in Atlanta, WSB is going to cover it. But he got he took the job exactly one month after his last day at Odyssey's KNX in LA. He abruptly resigned on July sixth. That's the word in the trade. Abruptly resigned on July sixth, and his last day was was two weeks later on July twenty second. Hmm. 
So, so what do you away, think happened? Yeah, what's well, the takeaway, takeaway, he said in the, in the press release and, and on LinkedIn, he said he decided not to renew his contract with Odyssey, and that's why he left. Take a break. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, my work here is done. I'm not going to renew my contract. I've got to think that there was something in the works that he was, th- he was talking to a, a Cox or Cox was approaching him. His, you know, he probably doesn't have a non-compete that extends to Atlanta from LA. So that was an easy deal. He did work in Atlanta for iHeart when it was clear channel back in the day when he was programming WGST. But I think this is an example of an Odyssey employee, a senior PD, saying, "I'm, you know, they probably wanted to cut his pay or wanted to triple the work that he had to do for the same amount of money. Whatever the deal was, he didn't want it. And he started looking. And now, a month later, voila, he's, he's got the job at WSB. So good for Ken that he's got a new gig. Good for Ken that he probably got out of a tough pressure cooker situation. You know, it's odd. In the same week... My friend Keith Lawless resigns from Cox, and Ken Charles gets a job at Cox. So we're going to watch all of this stuff that's going on at, at Cox Radio, and but we'll, we're going to see what happens with Cox because I think it's I think there's in for more changes. Deck chairs on the Titanic, you know. There, it's you know, and you know, it's all the all the advantages of Cox that used to be there are not these days apparently, and they're probably going to be sold one more time, and you know this is going to be tough for all of them. So. All right, well, we have talked a lot on Media Insultant about social media, the do's and the don'ts, and even questioned whether it's a viable sort of thing for a radio or TV station to do. But one of the things we promised we would do is look into, you know, how to use social media wisely and not just flamboyantly throw four or five posts up a day because that is apparently of, of no value. The research has proven that out that it really doesn't matter. But discreet, valuable posts make a sense. And and one of our, our thoughts for tip for the day, tip for the week, tip for the month, whatever you want to call it, is that you get your whole crew on the radio or TV station to take video. They've all got iPhones, and iPhones actually do remarkably well with video. Oh, yeah. And it's the mainstay of social media these days as uh, Meta pushes Reels and TikTok has become a big deal. So you make everyone a VJ, a, a video journalist. And and the goal, again, is is create engagement. You're not looking to grow your audience. That's, that's just not going to happen with social media. But you do engage with your current audience, and you make your staff more personal, more well-known. And even a, a you know an accountant in accounting at one of the TV stations can add a personality to that radio station or TV station and give the local audience a connection with that person. Uh, you got to make them short. They can be anything. They can be local mm-hmm. events. Uh, it can be your staff doing things around the station. Uh, I've got a buddy in um, uh, Palm Springs who does a cooking spiel about once a week, and he just puts up his iPhone, and he, he's, a, he's Italian, so he cooks a meal, and it's very engaging. He gets hundreds of views live and then he posts them and again it's engaging and people love it and they love him the only thing i would say is it's interesting because we were talking about reels and tiktok tiktok has is in trouble and it's maybe worth a a separate uh, discussion (laughs) later keith it's interesting to note that the fcc has asked both google and apple to remove tiktok from their application apps because they, one, have too many connections to the Chinese military, but even more, and this is a real kicker, TikTok can track your keystrokes. 
any time they want to. Yep. They can track passwords, account numbers, anything you're typing on your phone, they can track or computer if you're doing it. Scary that way. stuff. It TikTok is scary. Is scary. Yeah, yeah. But we got, we can rest assured they have said they only use it for legitimate purposes. Oh, I feel so oh, much better. Yeah, right. I right. feel yeah. so much. Better. And they feel that it is legitimate to spy on everything that a TikTok subscriber is doing. But uh, you yeah, know. So you, you, anyway, you, that's that's our social discussion for the for the day. I think it's. <laughs> uh, I, I think video is a, a fun way to do things, and and as we've said, you know, it's got to be relevant. It's got to be halfway decent. It's got to be engaging. But don't just do social posting to do social posting to do three right. or four a day. That's, yeah. Well, that's and, and you know, you bring up a good point because I follow on Twitter. Uh, a number of media properties around town and, and news properties and, and police scanning guys and all that stuff because I want to know what's going on around town, like now. And why is that helicopter buzzing overhead for an hour over our uh, my house in L.A.? Because that's what we do in L.A. Yes, it's not so much the engagement, I think, although you like the word engagement. I like the word compelling content. In other words... If, you know That's when they do words. when they do when they do post something it's like worthwhile you know it's like okay i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to watch i'm going to read because i want to know and this is interesting and compelling we have a lot of sites that carry the uh, uh car chases in la where the television station's got a helicopter and it's over the 210 freeway and they're chasing the you know the Camry all the way out to Rancho Cucamonga, the guy that stole it, and you know in uh, Pasadena, and so you get a, an hour of really great, compelling content. But what you're saying is, is that that also could come from anybody driving to work. You're stuck in traffic. You know, you see the accident. You're shooting the video. You see something happening that's weird. You know, all those kinds of things that 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 people want. They they want updates on that that you really can't wait until the six o'clock news. I had a shooting here in L.A. down at the Beverly Center last week and they chased one of the cars ended up in uh, in my neighborhood at the base of the hill of our neighborhood and so i had helicopters all over and i had the news choppers and the and the LAPD sheriff's department everybody was covering this thing right and that was at about 5:15 5:30 p.m. okay it didn't make any of the news channels until 6 o'clock breaking news breaking news well for breaking news for somebody who doesn't live here, yeah, no freaking problem. But for breaking news, when guys are running around with guns and chasing cops and, and escalades and everything else, I want to know what's going on right freaking now. But they wouldn't post anything until it was on air. And I was like, oh, I mean, you've got the chopper up there. Do the live stream of the chopper and let me watch it. But they wouldn't. So, again, there's this resistance to protect you know, the next newscast or That's to right. protect, you know, right. the, you know, oh, we're going to use that at the top of the hour. We're going to lead the six o'clock with that, right? I'm going, six o'clock is 45 minutes. It's over, you know? Yeah. Uh, so get with it, get it up there, get it online, get it on social. And then I'll go to the newscast to hear what the, you know, hear, hear the rest of the story. That's my beef. And, and well put, Mr. Samuels, well put. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to go back to listen to country music on KRTY stream. There you go. That's it. I'm sure not. I'm ready to go. Figure out why that station's doing so well. Hey, it's uh, Labor Day break time. We're going to take a day off and uh, we're going to break until the 6th of September. So lots of real juicy things are going to happen between now and then or not. 
And either way, we'll be back with an opinion of her of those things when we drop new shows starting in September. It'll be kind of fun getting into the final quarter of the year. I guess it's not quite the final quarter, but close. So. No, but we're, we're coming up on our second anniversary, Jackson. So September is, I think, our, our second anniversary month. So, yeah, there you go. We're going to have to check that. I, I For some reason, I've got a feeling we've been doing this three years. but uh, <laughs> It seems like it, but I think we it started like two years ago in September. Years. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Love you, man. Thank you. As you know, Media Insultant drops new shows each Tuesday and Friday on all the podcasting platforms. And the video is on video uh, or video showcase for Vimeo. And you can click on the QR code for a quick link to the video showcase. And we love comments anytime. Jackson at InTown Media. InTown or Media, or Insult, Media Insultant will be back on next. Well, let's see. We're going to coming back on the 6th of september so that'll be on a tuesday and mm-hmm. and i finally got the date sorted out and, and <laughs> we will be back then all right, <laughs> all right Keith, Jack, have, thanks, have a great holiday weekend buddy and see you, you see you then <laughs>